You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from British Columbia, the Sunshine Coast, our river, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Pahama Nation. I will be your host, and I'm putting my levels down, more news, and I am an astrologer. Welcome to you, the listeners. And welcome to my co-host, Jill Kirby, who is coming to us. Let me see. Oh, I got my black dot. Let me move my black dot off of my face. <laughs> uh, zooming in live from Detroit. Welcome, Jill. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and now I have it totally on my face. Yeah, you would better when you better. Oh, yeah, I need to move them. Okay. So, um, just a post note, if you want to watch the graphics that I'm going to do. Oh, now it's on my note. Oh, it's inside. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Okay, so uh, if you want to see the graphics that we will be referring to, you can go to cardinalastrology.ca. Uh, to episode 102, which is the last episode in my second year. Congratulations. Yeah, next week I'll be starting year three, which in some ways is a bit of a shock. <laughs> yeah, so 102 episodes, but uh, and more to come. Yeah. Well, time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. Jill and I are, yeah, we love to do what we're doing here. Okay, so on the show today, we are going to continue our series on uh, generic life cycles. And, um, and so one of the things, uh, if you want to get sort of a complete list of just the transiting generic, so um, from, well, I've made a list. I've pretty much wholesale copied it because somebody did a fabulous job in PMA, which is the Mountain Astrology Magazine, actually in their last episode was on uh, these cycles. And uh, PMA is available online. Um, it's, uh, you can also get a subscription where you get a paper copy or you can just get a virtual copy, either one. Excellent magazine. Um, introduces you to all forms of astrology, not just Hellenistic or modern, there's also Vedic. And, and did you know there's a type of astrology called center astrology? Or anyway, I was listening to a podcast and I'm like, what are these people talking about? Well, there's heliocentric. Yeah, but and, and maybe that's the new name for heliocentric. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Not sun centered instead of earth centered, but yeah. I don't think I know anybody who lives on the sun. So, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really make much sense to me, but you know, yeah. every, there's lots of perspectives, and that's, exactly. that's what we're talking about today is perspectives. That is what we're talking about. So, who we're going to focus in on is, um, and he's not very little, he's actually huge, is Jupiter. So just a few little facts, Jupiter, you could place all of the other planets, probably including the asteroids and the Kuiper belt, you could mix them all together, stuff them inside Jupiter, and you'd still have space. He's a gas giant. A gas giant who actually has gravitational effects on the other bodies in our solar system. 
And apparently, if you were to know it, some people talk about him as a, as a mini sun. Yeah, well, apparently, if you lit him on fire, he would rival the sun. In other words, he'd probably lose any sense of nighttime. Yeah, because he's yeah. right past us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, um, what kind of impact does he have in our life? Well, if there was a planet that, you know, can tap you with good fortune, this apparently is the one. Okay. He, in ancient times, he was considered a uh, planet of fortune. And so, from a Hellenistic point of view, it's like, um, how can we put this? Yeah, if if you're studying your chart strictly from the point of view of faith and fortune, then the condition of Jupiter would go a long way to, from their point of view, speaking to whether you were going to have a fortunate life or just a really sucky, faded life. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, I think he's, he's, he's always been seen as basically the greater benefic, the, yes. yeah, the, big, yeah. the big good guy. The big uh, good guy. Um, and and I think that's true to to an extent, but all planets oh have their have their ups and downs, their positive and negative potential. And you know, Jupiter brings more of whatever. <laughs> more of whatever. And, and so, depending yeah. on where it is and what it's hitting and what it's you know what its natal aspects, all sorts of factors. You can yeah. just get a whole lot more of something that you might rather not have. So, <laughs> yeah. So, if one wants to study their chart uh, from that point of view of, you know, am I going to be lucky and fortunate? Oh, or maybe not quite so lucky and not quite so fortunate. Um, then, understanding where your Jupiter is is probably the first thing to do. So, uh, on the little graphic that I've got up right now, so we look at Jupiter, where is Jupiter happy? Happiest in Sagittarius and Pisces, and is very happy, apparently, in Cancer. So, and he also loves the 11th house, if he's in that area of your chart. Um, and he'll probably do well with things like uh, Aries and Leo in the fire signs. Um, he can also do well, I think, because of his Piscean connection to. Um, you know, obviously, Cancer is exalted, and then Scorpio. Although, when he does hang out in Scorpio, that's a bit of a tall order to manage. But you know, people do. Yeah, yeah. Do get that. Because, because yeah, in mythology, Jupiter was the god of the heavens, right? Yeah, yeah. Lived on Mount Olympus, and and one of his siblings was Pluto, who ruled the underworld. Yes. That Scorpio territory. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of trespassing on, on uh, Pluto's territory if he's in Scorpio. So that may be part of why eh, it's a little dicey. Yeah, it's a little difficult. A little bit. Yeah. And, so, and, also, and also, Jupiter expands everything, and, and Scorpio tends to be intense about everything. So, yeah, so more intensity. Expansion mm -hmm. of a whole lot of intensity, and that can be yeah. a little too much. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like they say, too much of a good thing is. <laughs> Is too much of a So he's set, he's not really happy if he's in Gemini or Virgo um, or Capricorn. 
And so, you know, you're going to need to pull up your chart and have a look and see whether or not, um, you know, he's happy in the home that you find him in, in your chart. Okay. And now we also have, Jill found these wonderful um, graphics. This one didn't translate well from what she sent me, um, but I'm sure if you go to Google or whatever your search engine is, you can find these maps of tracing the dance between Earth and other planets. And what I found interesting about this one, because this is the picture of the Earth with Jupiter, is that spiral effect in the middle. And yeah. one of the things that they talk about with Jupiter is, are you going to spiral up or are you going to spiral down? Right. And so I thought, wow, look at that. Yeah. yeah, and and I think these might be more effective as a video kind of thing where you can see how they oh how they can because yeah. this this is a long time yeah built exactly this pattern right yeah. this is like this happens overnight this is years yeah this is years and years repeated, but... repeated um, cycles of of yeah. Earth and Jupiter yeah yeah I bet you're looking at two three hundred years here. I would think so because there's yeah. you know Jupiter has an approximately a 12 year cycle so yeah. Yeah. so each of these lines would be about a 12 year line you know yeah yeah exactly they would be okay so let's flesh this Jupiter out a little bit more so in SAG um I always think of SAG and Jupiter as hope it's that next horizon and the joy of the adventure of of you know and there's a sense of hope when we go adventuring that we're going to find something we're not we don't adventure out to go looking for crap no we go adventuring out for joy and hope and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know the symbol for jupiter is this the you know the guy riding the horse really <laughs> shooting yeah. arrows, right yeah and, and i think too it's it's more than hope it's optimism it's yeah it's yes. a sense that there, there's a vision of something bigger and better. Yeah. So the that is a grass, <laughs> the grass on the other side of the, God, I haven't heard this expression in forever, the grass on the other side of the fence or pasture is greener. Yeah. 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 But, but there's no optimism about, you know, the future because yes. Jupiter yes. is very future oriented. That's right. That's right. So when it falls in Pisces, or it's attribution from the ancients, of course, they also had it in Pisces. And to me, this is that the profundity of um, looking out at a starry night. Uh, you know, it's, it's beyond comprehension, and yet we're part of that. And well, so, it's, the, it's the expanded vision, right? It's yeah. the the yeah. expanse but it's also the you know with pisces there's the faith yes you know yeah. when we're talking about the optimism and, and it there's a faith that yes tomorrow will be better because yeah. there's growth there's expansion things are always changing and you know yeah. i think that's part of that piscean thing is you know that a belief i mean it is our philosophy and belief systems very much yeah, exactly yeah you better mark both of those yeah. Okay. So uh, let's see now. What else? So 
planet of considered good fortune, good spirit, the spirit of goodwill. Um, and what, what I found interesting when I actually started to think about this was the fact that Jupiter brackets Saturn. Okay, and Saturn can be the planet of no limitations, rules, etc. And yet Jupiter brackets that. You know, it's like we come in with a yes, and then somebody says no, no, whereas in Capricorn, and then we go on with a yes. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something you would have almost thought if Saturn could have its way, that it would have bracketed Jupiter. It would control Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> and so the universe said, no, 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 no. We're going to put Jupiter on the outside and we'll, you know, family get between these two. Yeah. Uh, and an interesting mythology as well, because Jupiter is the, the son of Saturn. Yes. And, yes. and he overthrew his daddy. He did. He did. Because yeah. daddy kept swallowing the children. <laughs> what a weird thing to do. And mom, mom was, was not happy about this. Maybe not, eh? She went to all the bother of birthing them, and then you're going to swallow and, them? And he no. would just grab them and swallow them because he was afraid one of them was going to overthrow him. Which? Like he did to his father, Uranus. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, no projection yeah. there. Um, no. <laughs> So, so he would swallow them, and then finally his mom said, mm, I'm going to take this last one and hide it. And she wrapped a rock in a, in a blanket and handed it to him, and he swallowed that. And oh, okay. was hidden, hidden away and kept safe and had, you know, nymphs or something looking after him to keep him safe. And then when he was old enough, he came back and, and he actually, you know, managed to do whatever with with saturn and the children within saturn were still alive so right. they yeah. they got to come out so there's pluto and oh and i have not heard the rest of that myth yeah yeah, yeah. so so he's his his siblings are pluto which rules the you know the yeah. underworld and and um oh who is it Ceres that rules the Earth? No. One yeah, Ceres is, is the Earth goddess, yeah. Yeah. Vesta yeah. is the goddess of the heart. You know, yeah. is, is, is Jupiter's wife. And, and that was one of his siblings, too, of course, because they always married their siblings. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Let's just keep it all in the family. Which it's is a thing God to <laughs> Because um, with that Jupiter archetype, um, at least as it's evolved over time. I mean, it's now that sort of, uh, it's almost a metaphor for Santa Claus or, and as it's exalted in Cancer, it's like, uh, like Jupiter in the ancient time was, you know, were you gonna have the legacy of children, which was considered good fortune because that meant that your line, your lineage carried on, right? Yeah. And, Ergo, the, the, you know, being exalted in cancer, this is like that ultimate lineage, right? Yeah. Well, it's how you expand your, your species. You, you yeah, yeah. And, going and, and that's, yeah. that's the future, right? Exactly. That's, exactly. That's generating yeah. the future, which is, is Jupiter's thing, right? It is. 
it's not about today and it's not about yesterday. Yesterday is Saturn's territory. Yeah. Always wanting to preserve yesterday. And Jupiter says, no, I, we gotta look ahead here, buddy. <laughs> okay, so in your analysis of your, your state of good fortune, so here are some things to keep uh, in mind. If your Jupiter is angular, it's going to be more uh, more likely to give you both the good side and the bad side of Jupiter. So yeah. that's your first, tenth, fourth, and seventh. Um, if it's aspecting uh, a dignified Venus, I love when you put Jupiter and Venus together. I have met, I've had several clients with that, and you just sort of envy their absolute joy of being alive. And you put the two benefics together. It's quite lovely. My two benefics talk to each other, but it's a square, so it's. <laughs> You're a bit confused about how to be happy, honey. <laughs> anyway, um, so good houses are so you know if you don't have it on the angles, then you'll be happier if it's in the eleventh, ninth, fifth, or third. And I went yay because mine's in the third. Not as beneficial. If it's in the 12th, 8th, 6th, or 2nd, but it can be helpful because it's still the benefit. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm in my 6th. So yeah, I yeah. It, it helps with my, as a child, I was sick a lot, but I think that was to get attention. But, you know, as an adult, I'm really healthy all the time. So yeah, yeah. So there you go. It's, yeah. So if, if you have to have something in the 12th, 8th, 6th, or 2nd, Jupiter would be more preferable than just about anybody else. Um, what else was I going to say about that? Uh, okay, so I think that's. So, what would a really yicky Jupiter look like? Well, let's put, let's say, Jupiter in either Virgo, Gemini, or Capricorn, put it in the 12th house, overcome by a Saturn in a night chart or Mars in a day chart. If you ever were to see that sort of combination, <laughs> You know, you need to be uh, a little more diligent, diligent before you come into incarnation in terms of picking <laughs> a better life. You know, I think we get what we need, not necessarily. Oh, what... well, come on. Now, but... there is a school of thought that says we pick it, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're bright enough to pick a good one. <laughs> anyway, so um, I just want to mention too that what I've put up. Uh, on the video for the YouTube of this, uh, I have put together this um, generic astrological life cycle. And uh, the, the graphic that's up on the website is only the first page. There's about four pages. And it goes all the way through to close to us being 100 years old. So on this first page, of course, if I scroll it down and I get the right mouse, there we go. We have the Jupiter return, which the very first one is between 11 and 12 years of age. Yeah. Okay, so um, the first one, I suspect, isn't so much about fortune as it is about um, the, the dawning of one's social sociability, because with the first group of planets, right, the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, those are fairly personal, although Mars is about to help with the transition. But when you step out into Jupiter, 
it is considered early adolescence and the wider world opens up when you turn 12. Yeah. Well, and, it's also it's also marks a, a, a time of growth and uh, you know, I mean, oh, you're, yeah, you're puberty, you're puberty and, you know, your generative cycle in life. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's your body is changing and growing at that time in a huge way as well. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so let's, uh, I'm going to go back to just a little brief description of, you know, so now we're all grown up and what is a good Jupiter? What can it produce? And what does a bad Jupiter produce? Okay, so well situated chart. We have people who are magnanimous, faithful, bashful, and aspiring in an honorable way. Now, this description was written probably in about the seventh century. Uh, Jupiter, if it's unfortunate, can be wasteful, hypocritical, tenacious, stiff maintaining false penance and religion. In other words, uh, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Uh, he can be ignorant, careless, and basing himself in all companies, crouching and stooping. And so the image that I get there is <clears throat> of farming after <clears throat> the king or, you know, whoever is at the top of the food chain in that person's world. <clears throat> well, yeah, I think, you know, my dad was a classic Jupiterian because he was a Sagittarius with a Sun-Jupiter sun conjunction. Oh, right, yeah. Sagittarius. And I think, you know, in some ways that how he was, was, was a big part of that piece of it. Yeah. Uh, where he, he would, he would, he, he was really good socially. Yes. Ill fellow, well met kind of guy, you know. Yeah. Not great in the personal end of things, but great out there in the bigger world. And so he would, you know, get in an organization like, you know, Rotary and get to the top of that and then get bored of that and go on to another one. And exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, well, I've been there, done that. Now I need something new to go into, right? Yes. And my Torian mother hated that changing all the time. <laughs> it's a mutable kind of planet as well as. Very mutable. Yeah. Uh, he, the other thing he had was um, he was a he was always chasing women. I mean, yeah, you know, it, always. I mean, and yeah. he was so charming. So he yes, did so well those two keywords: the over, so charming to an excess. Yeah, uh, over indulging. Uh, oftentimes, uh, astrologers will you know when describing a Jupiter in a chart, you know, they can, the downside can be the word over. Yeah, and, and in his case, he, he, you know, it was all had a yod to other planets that made it sort of a, it was almost a, a manic, depressive kind of back and right. forth where he'd be really, really up there and high and wanting to do, and then, you know, he could he'd get really depressed at other times, I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, and, and that need, again, it was sudden Jupiter, right? A need for attention, a need to, yes. to yeah, the big, the big, see me, see me, right? You know? Yeah, because yeah. it, it's rivaling the sun, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so it's, it's trying to be the sun. He wanted to be the sun. Yeah, 
Okay, so with our returns, um, so I'm just going to walk you through uh, the timing, so depending on how old you are when you're listening to this, uh, as to when Jupiter came and not in his particular fashion for you, which is described by natally and how well it's doing natally. So we have the ages uh, around 23, 35, 47. 59, 71, 83, and 95. So you get a lot of good fortune, depending on how well it's positioned in your chart, possibly walking in the door for it. Well, not walking in the door. This is you being aware of conditions that are favorable to you. I think that's a return. The, walking... well, the other thing that Jupiter has to do is his learning yes yeah. right expanding not not you know elementary school type learning but no, expanding is... your awareness and your yeah. perspectives so that you do see more and under, understand more because that's right that's the key word for Sagittarius is I understand yeah, yeah so exactly, exactly. To understand more if you're not going in that direction you're not going to probably have the great luck that yeah, that is possible with that seeing a bigger picture. Exactly. Uh, when luck walks in the door, of course, to me, this immediately speaks to the opposition. So the oppositions happen at 6, 18, 29, which is interesting, because lots of relationships will undergo a pretty significant reality check at the Saturn return. So that lines up. 41, and that kind of gets just before the Uranus opposition, 52, 53, 65, 77, and 89. Yeah. And so being the opposition, it's quite possible that somebody walks in and can open a door or hand you a gift or, yeah, but it's coming from the outside. I guess that might depend on what you have in opposition natally, since my That's Saturn opposes my Jupiter. <laughs> I do, you know, that is an interesting combination. Jupiter Saturn. Um, I often, especially in the opposition, I've often seen people who are able to manifest with that. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I think again, it's it's partly the awareness piece, but also. Um, Saturn is about responsibility and discipline and those kinds of things, not just hardship. And so, you know, it's like learning the harder lessons through Saturn. Yes. Gives you a bigger perspective on things. Exactly. If you've yeah. had it easy, and Saturn doesn't tend to do that, <laughs> yeah. then, then, then you don't get the perspective because you don't have the, the harder lessons that you've worked through, right? So yeah, I think you get to, because I think Jupiter can also create laziness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah it is just, the polar opposite to Saturn in that sense, because yeah. it wants to just have fun and play and go riding off into the sunset and Saturn saying, but there's work to be done here. That's <laughs> responsibilities. And... You can play after it after you've done your chores, you know. Yes. <laughs> and Jupiter doesn't like that. I don't want to do my chores. I just want to, you know, it's it's a bit of a, a adolescent kind of energy in that yeah. sense. Yeah. 
<laughs> because it does, you know, it does precede Saturn and Saturn returns when we basically hit adulthood, really. Yeah, yeah. Right, fully. And fully. so yeah. up until then, you are sort of that, you know, that uh, kuwer, the, the eternal the youth. Kuwer, yes, the eternal youth, yes. Eternal youth that always just wants to, and that was my dad as well, right? You know, yes. he went to being 70. Yeah. Because he didn't want to be old. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that's that, yeah, that whole piece is always entertaining when you meet somebody who looks at you if you, you know, point out the fact that they they are eventually gonna die and they look at you like, no. <laughs> and yeah, no, it would no. be interesting to see if those are the folks that have a really strong Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he wanted to be forever useful and vital and, and yeah. you know, not being able to do what he could always do would be, it's probably yeah. why he died when he did. It was like, oh my God, if I survive this, I'm going to be debilitated. Let me out of here. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Not up for that. Yeah. <laughs> and so exactly. I think, yeah, I'm not up for that challenge. That's too hard. I don't want to yeah. do it. Okay, so I kind of put some things together. And so you may rip after, you know, like online. So for the first one, the social world opens up. So at 12, and like you said, puberty and just the physical growth. Then 23rd, 24th, uh, when you're 23, 24, that's your second Saturn turn. And I'm thinking that this is going to mark just how lucky your Jupiter position is, right? You're going to notice it at that stage, I would say, 24, 23, 24, do you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think what was going on for me. I guess it was, I I already I had my first child, she was about two years old, so it was, you know, things were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, at 35, 36, this I think is your Jupiter return where have you made opportunities for yourself? And are you looking around and realizing, you know, where are my opportunities? And where's my growth and expansion going to be? Like, I think there needs to be an awareness at the third one. Yeah, it's it's the first first return after the Saturn return. So exactly. it's yeah. your first adult Jupiter return. So it's kind of like, how are you doing with all those lessons? Yes. And what have you learned and how can you apply that? Exactly. Um, how can you apply to create that. whatever it is you envision or want to envision? And yeah. yeah, I think I think that's why that's an important one is you have a different perspective because exactly. you have passed that that test of Saturn return, which is kind of yeah. a test. <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> Okay, the fourth one happens at 47, 48. So there's a number of other bigger um, cycles that, have, that you've experienced in a significant way. And one of them will have been your Uranus opposition. And I think for me, when I thought about this one, this is stepping up to the plate and actually giving your gifts to the world, right? It's like uh, Jupiter also shows um, what what can what generosity can we put out in the world? Is that um, your talent? Is that um, your largesse? Is you know there's many ways that we can give back to the world. 
But my suspicion is 4748, because if after your awareness opposition you've owned your uniqueness, then you know, are you putting it out there? Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, and yeah, and generosity of spirit, really, because yeah. you know, yeah. I think I think there's a spiritual aspect too, Jupiter. Yes. Particularly in its rulership of Pisces in the old system. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's also about religion, philosophy, and what we believe, you know, yeah. and do we believe in ourselves. Do we have faith in ourselves? Can yeah. we, do we have, you know, and, and then of course it gets back to the whole self worth issue. If you're not feeling you have anything to offer, yeah, yeah. And you're not going to feel like you can put it out there because there's, yeah to put out <laughs> and, and what's interesting about that statement is the fact that venus which can be seen as the planet that points to one's sense of self-worth it is exalted in pisces yeah where, you know that's like saying you are a child of the universe and of exactly. course you have a right to be here and of course you have gifts yeah, and, and 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 i think that's one of the difficult things with with the saturnian energy is it tends to make us feel that that stuff's not important yeah that what's important is just the material yeah. kind of thing accomplishments how much money do you have that's what yeah. success is about kind of thing yeah. so it's not looking at that bigger picture which is yeah. right so, exactly. Exactly. And that, that, that other reality, which is the Piscean, Neptunian spiritual aspect, which yes. I think is part of what Jupiter is. I mean, he was seen as the, the king of gods, right? Yeah. And and in some ways, very much equivalent to the the, the kind of Christian image of, yeah. of God. Um, so, yeah, I think that kind of energy. Yeah, that, um, and as you say that, I'm just thinking that I feel remiss in having not uh, looked at how who exemplifies Jupiter in other uh, philosophical spiritual traditions, you know, well, like in the Indian pantheon or uh, the Nordic pantheon, or yeah, and I, I and yeah. I don't know, I don't know who those images are. Well, I know there's Thor in the yeah, yeah, but there's bound to be one in India too. And I just, oh, sure, yeah. And yeah, in, in, in the Vedic, he's a he's the greater benefic as well. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think there is that aspect that's that it, it does, I think, cover all the different um, religions in a way. And, yes. and yeah. that is the spirit that or the energy that, that that's about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it rules religion and, and philosophy and beliefs, I think, because yes. we need to expand those. We need to see beyond the material, between beyond Saturn. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the fifth one is at uh, 5960, and uh, it falls roughly on the heels of your third Saturn. No, second Saturn return. Yeah, I'm not that old yet. <laughs> Okay, but it falls after, yeah, just after. Yeah, and depending. Yeah. I mean, because some on. people won't get their Saturn return till sixty, and yeah. and can can be coincident. But it's yeah, it's around that period. So again, it's linking into that maturity of 
you know, you want to draw on the good aspects of the beneficial aspects of Saturn, the maturity and responsibility yeah. for self and, and whatnot, um, and combine that with that more expansive. Yeah, and, and to me, I've often thought that our third lap with Saturn is all about being a mentor, which would put with, if you add Jupiter into that, it's uh, your largesse of, of, of um, sharing your uh, wisdom, your journey, uh, you know. Your, yeah. Well, yeah, I think both Saturn and Jupiter can have to do with teaching. Yes. yes. In their own way, but it's a very different you know, way of teaching if it's Saturnian or <laughs> Jupiter. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Character stick, I think. <laughs> In some way, um, you know, uh, like Jupiter wants to inspire people. Yeah. Saturn just wants to, you know, control them and tell yeah. them what to think, kind of thing. Yes, it is. We've always always thought it was, so you must learn that. You know, yeah. Yeah. there's no new. You you do research. You don't search. Yeah. Right. Then research is looking at what somebody else thought, not coming up with your own perspective and then yeah. something new, you know? Yeah. If we have Jupiter to counteract that, we'd never come up with something new. Exactly, exactly. So uh, things to think about with your Jupiter return. Okay, are you moving towards your excellence or are you just moving towards excess? Uh, are you uh, willing to embrace uh, commitment to excess, access, or commitment to excellence, graciousness, and generosity. Uh, let's see now. Uh, are you willing to share your gifts with society? The other thing is blind spots. Can you see your blind spots, which is based on your worldview, which is Jupiter? Yeah. Anything you'd like to throw into that? I think yeah and you know it's just it is a constantly learning and expanding that's that's the ideal yes for jupiter is it, yeah. you know it's not about riding off just to see what's over the other hill it's no. it i mean you know you might come across something by a happy accident or whatever and that's that's fine but if you have some intent with it and yes. some focus yeah. You know, you're not, he's the archer. He's not going to hit the bullseye unless he has some focus and intent exactly. on where he's, where he's shooting that arrow, yeah. right? So you could, you got, you know, it's great. Yeah, so you could miss your great opportunity uh -huh. if, if there isn't, you know, sort of the awareness, oh, right? If I, my intention and my vision and I'm looking around, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. apparently the word sin comes from missing the mark. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. So again, you know, it's, it, it, you know, and I'm not, you know, trying to pre get preachy or anything. <laughs> Which is a Jupiter thing. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's, it, you know, in, in that sense, I think this applies in that, again, it's, it's an archery term, right? And yeah. you hit the mark and you can only do that if you focus and have a positive intent to do so, right? And know what, what that market is, what, what you're aiming at. 
Okay, so here I'm, I've got a list here of probable scenarios that have been known to be uh, key uh, in terms of its good fortune from Jupiter. So the begetting of children, which would also include adoption. Uh, it's also, you know, your fortune with, in terms of desire, love, and, uh, and alliances. Friendship with great men. Uh, abundance, obviously, in gifts, uh, profits as well. Justice and authority is not something that we've talked about, but it's it's like the philosophy behind the laws that we create. Yeah, I think, I think with Saturn, it's the letter of the law. It yeah. says it in this book, therefore, you know, we yeah. don't deviate. Whereas with Jupiter, it's the spirit of the, of the law. law. And yeah. it's the spirit. It's it's, be, it's much bigger than, you know, what somebody wrote down in a book because you exactly. can, humans can be wrong. We have to get more into, sure. you know, we have to be more about what, what, what is actually, what, what we know to be right and wrong, yeah. true and, and not true. Like, yeah. you know, and, and adhering to that, that, you know, sort of a moral yeah. company, right? not, not just because it's, we said so. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So it can be fortunate to uh, be seeing uh, Jupiter making fortunate aspects when you receive honors. Uh, it's also, uh, you want to look for a good Jupiter for arbitration of disputes, trust and inheritances, uh, brotherhood and fellowship. Right? Mm -hmm. There's an interesting example that I discovered when I started. Uh, so one of the simplest search engines for uh, would-be astrologers that I've found, I mean, there are other ones, uh, is AstroTheme, and that's all one word. And, you know, so I found things like really strong Jupiter, that is what I went looking for. And I'll get to the list in a moment. Well, I was going to throw it in here because of the next one is brotherhood and fellowship. So a positive Jupiter scenario might be somebody like Barack Obama, who uh, ran for his office when he had uh, a Jupiter return to in whole fun houses, which Jupiter's in the first house at 47. Um, and so he, you know, he drew on the fellowship of people who are on the liberal side of things. Uh, but then you also get uh, a Jupiter conjunct Pluto in Cancer, which would be exalted and incredibly powerful, creating a brotherhood and a fellowship, but it was Jim Jones. And he yeah. a bunch of people to commit suicide together, you know, so. That's expanding his Plutonian connection. Exactly, exactly. So Jupiter explains the excess and it doesn't come with a moral compass sometimes. Yeah, and I think when you're talking about the fellowship and stuff, I think it's, um, um, I lost my train. <laughs> my train went off the track. That's right. Your arrow flew and it didn't have a mark. Done. <laughs> Confirmation of good things, relief from bad things, yay. Uh, release from bonds. So you might see a good Jupiter aspect when uh, somebody who is, let's say, inappropriately charged with something is released or something. Uh, oh, I know what it was. It was popularity. Ah, uh, yes. That was a word that came up for me around Jupiter. I think it 
you know, yeah, yeah. make you very popular. You know, you, there's yeah. well, like your dad, the charm. Yeah, you know that, uh, and I think of sometimes with people. I think of Santa Claus. You know that that um, beneficence of you know generosity and giving. And the jolliness. And the jolliness, exactly. I mean, and one of the epithets for, for Jupiter, another name for Jupiter is Jove, from right. which we joviality, right? Exactly. So that jovial spirit is yeah. a Jupiter thing, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Um, so I've already mentioned this one before. Um, the spiral goes up and down. Moments of grace and generosity coming into being. Yeah. Um, and Jupiter is going to meet you there. In other words, it can create the conditions where life matches what you've put out, right? So, if, yeah, if you've been generous, then life tends to be generous back to you, that type of thing. Yeah, I think that's where some of that, you know, law of attraction stuff comes in. Yes. It's, again, yes. it's about focusing the intent, right? Yes. Yeah, having exactly. a clear clear vision of something that yeah. you don't have to know how you get there, but you have a, a clear yeah vision you, can create it in your mind as to what it looks like, what it feels like, and that yeah. helps bring it about kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and one of the um, I don't know uh, philosophical points of view that I used to espouse, and I still will, in given the right scenario and the right start is, uh, you know, people sometimes will get obsessed with, I, I don't know how I'm going to get there. I have to see step one, yeah. two, three, four, five. And what I like to throw into that is, well, then where does the universe get to help you out? Yeah. We can't know all ends. We have to be willing. And I think this also comes out, I just realized by saying that, that I'm almost quoting Gondal from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, we yeah. don't know what part we're playing in our own journey completely because there's other people that are going to bring in stuff to help us with our journey. Yeah, yeah, if you think it has to look like this, right, yeah. and, and, and you limit the possibilities, because Jupiter expands possibilities, but exactly. a lot of people limit the possibilities. Well, you know, I can't have a lot of money come to me because I don't have any, you know, anybody I can hear, inherit from and I'm, you know, yeah. not likely to win the lottery and, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah. the universe is, is abundant. And that's, you know, again, if we trust the abundance and just put yeah. it out there, um, yeah. Yeah. your picture. Then the universe can participate. You know, if it's meant to be something that I'm going to come across or have, then it will it will come to me yeah. and you know if it doesn't then it probably isn't something that's ultimately very good for me yeah so right? in that same vein we have preparation meeting opportunity or the door is open are you ready to see it so that sort of fits in there too mm -hmm. embracing what we have and being willing to share even usurping chronos Right, like even though you know the rules say no, yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, he's not big on rules, Jupiter's not big on rules. No, it isn't. That's Saturn's <laughs> okay. territory, Saturn lays down the rules. 
He spoils the fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now I just wanted to um, kind of comment a bit, uh, you know, you and I together on as it's moving through houses or if it's in a particular house natally to you. So first house, it's all about you. And if you're not careful, excesses can really be a problem when Jupiter is in the first house or transiting the first house. Yeah, I think, yeah, you can focus too much on the self and miss connections to others and the importance yeah. of that. In, yeah. you know, now, you when know. it comes to the second house, of course, everybody goes, oh, Jupiter's putting the mess up and I'll get some money. And, and apparently that statistically rarely works out. Um, but what I, what one fellow said about Jupiter either natally in the second or uh, transiting in the second is the proof of our resources. Yeah. So it's like actually being aware of our bounty or opportunities that we're not paying attention to, that type of thing. And also our values. Yes, our values. Are, we, our values? are we honoring our values? Yeah. Like, do we really need the third car or is that just what society is telling us? Well, exactly. What are my values? Is is money going to make me a better person? Yeah. By yeah. itself. Like, is that all there is? You yeah. know, Saturn might say yes, but Jupiter says no. There's there's beyond that, right? Yeah. More yeah. important things. Exactly. Okay, my favorite, third house, because that's where my Jupiter is, uh, <laughs> community and siblings. So for me, the sibling thing, um, it's, you know, the father figure kind of makes sense because my siblings are hugely older than I am. Uh, but community, it's, uh, it is a joy for me. Um, and one of my biggest joys is being the connector. You know, yeah. like um, this person is looking for that person. And I love yeah. doing that. I yeah. love making, you know, connecting people. Um, it, it doesn't always work out, but, you know, it's just, yeah, it's one of my joys. Yeah. You can connect and you can't make it work out for them. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Okay, so with the fourth house, uh, one commentator said that uh, these people typically have really nice home lives, which, yeah, don't know anybody with Jupiter in the fourth, so, uh, but it does, I would think it would also create a lively atmosphere if it's natally. Well, it, it could bring in foreign travelers, like it could bring travelers to your home if it's by transit. You might find somebody who's moved around a lot or, you know, seen a lot of the world. Yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, they're at home in the world, right? Yes, yeah. Right? Yeah. They, they don't need to have a fixed home necessarily. I mean, it depends on the sign it's in, but yeah. Yeah. Um, the Jupiter itself wants to, you know, a, a motor home might be good, yeah. right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. then you can be wherever you want to be and still be at home. Yeah, that, that would be ideal for a real Jupiterian. Like. Don't fetch me in, right? I can pick up my exactly. I can pick up my home and go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So fifth house, um, a really nice place to find a Jupiter. 
Um, although, I, if I was doing a reading for children, for a child who was just the other day, and um, it was a boy who has uh, Venus and Taurus on the first house. He's got Mars in Leo, or no, Venus and Taurus on the tenth, Mars and Leo on the first, and Moon and Jupiter, her moon in Sag in the fifth house. And so I warned his mom, I said, yep, sex education, totally. <laughs> because you've got Jupiter ruling the fifth, and many children from many different ethnic backgrounds are possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah this, this is Jupiter in the party house, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So the blessings of children and creativity, my own husband, has Mars, or no, has Jupiter in Aries in the fifth house. And he needs to be creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Creativity is a big one. Yeah, yeah, I think the other thing for the fourth house might be that, that you could have like many languages spoken yeah. in the home or that sort of thing. Yeah. Exposure to other other cultures. Other cultures. Beliefs yeah. within yeah. the home. Okay, in the sixth. Uh, it's to serve, I suspect, is one of them, and it's about health. Um, so Jupiter isn't necessarily, um, you know, one would hope not for the excess side of Jupiter in the sixth house of health um, or of service, because you could literally, you know, drain your tanks if you're waiting. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. somebody with Jupiter in the sixth house. Um, yeah, I think it, it can certainly be beneficial for, you know, vitality and health. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, I've always had an interest in learning in health. Yeah. about health. I've become a holistic yeah. practitioner because I had a huge interest in understanding, yeah. learning more about health, how, yeah. you know, not just for my own benefit, but to be able to help other people. So again, yeah. it's that very, very nature of the sixth house that, Jupiter says, you got to learn this so you can, and even astrology, as I've said before, I see that as a healing tool as well. For me, yeah. you know, yeah. that self-understanding can be hugely beneficial to, you know, how you handle things and therefore to your health emotionally, physically, and mentally. Yeah. Okay. In the seventh house, uh, seventh house can be open enemies. And if you've got Jupiter here, they're going to be larger than life. <laughs> <laughs> but they will be obvious. Okay, it's also about marriage and partners. So it's probably a reasonably nice place to find Jupiter, I would think. Um, I think so, yeah. I mean, it might expand your your opportunities. It might also expand the number of... <laughs> the number of opportunities you take. Yeah, that's true. I, you know, it might be somebody who has many marriages. It's possible because Jupiter yeah. likes more. But also... Uh, and I think it would it would demand, in a sense, somebody who's very interesting, yeah, oh, and, yeah. yeah. and adventurous. Because yeah. if you haven't got that, then Jupiter's yeah. not going to want to be bored. No, no, it isn't. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a deal breaker right there. So yeah, yeah, somebody who wants to travel with them, somebody wants to you know yeah. do the outdoor thing, whatever it is, whatever their Jupiter thing is, it's like. Oh God, I got a, I got a buddy to do that with. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we're down to three and a half minutes. So we're going to speed it up just a little bit. Okay. House, uh, inheritances, 
the whole legal thing can happen here. It's also the facility to handle death. And I think with Jupiter there, it's possible that one can be literally a, um, what do they call them? A doula, is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a doula, a death doula. That yeah. would be, you know, one of the gifts uh, of having Jupiter in the eighth house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, in the ninth house, well, you know, um, when again with these children start, one of the children had a real matchup in the ninth house. And it seems to me, I don't know if Jupiter was there, but if Jupiter is there and you have a child with Jupiter there, then make sure you save for their higher education and their travel because they're going to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Ninth house. Okay, 10th house, position in community. I guess if it's a really well-placed Jupiter, um, you know, there's a team uh, uh, captain, there, uh, you're the exec at the top of the food chain. Yeah, it's like my dad with his yeah. son Jupiter in the 10th. It's, you know, aiming yeah. for the top. But yeah, not in the Capricorn way of climbing the mountain. It's just yeah, no, it's for a popularity contest. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Being just a natural at it. Yeah. 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 Okay. In the eleventh house, this is the audience, and my suspicion is that Jupiter here, you're going to crave an audience, and it might be difficult if you don't have one. Yeah, it could be also a team leader kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, same kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. Because one at the front of the people picket line. Kind of look up to you're kind of the head of it. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, this would be uh, who's the young girl that's for the environment? Um, can't think of her name. Or Malawi, the one who, you know, was sort of voicing feminist things. You also might see, see the world as your community, not yeah. just. Yeah. The local community. Okay, so Jupiter in the 12th. Um, this could be spiritual leaders. Uh, it could, and I'm down to 55 seconds. Oh no! Okay, but it's also the house of undoing. So you have to be very, very careful. Yeah, you could uh, get a excess here really yeah. easily. Because yeah. it's escape and avoidance yeah. in the 12th. Yeah. So I didn't even get to talk about the charts that I put up. But well, you, you know, they all have is. sort of strong Jupiterian characteristics. But I'm down to 30 seconds now. So, Jill, we'll see you next week. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but we'll oh, we'll figure something out. In the meantime, folks, you have been listening to CJMG 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And to all you folks out there, stay safe, be kind. And, see you next uh, week. Yeah, we'll see you next week.